This episode of The Gavel and the Gabble is brought to you by Audible. Audible is a monthly subscription service that gives you access to the world's largest selection of audiobooks, including bestsellers and brand new releases. Audible are offering listeners to this podcast one free audiobook of your choice. It's yours to keep, even if you cancel. That's not all, because with the 30-day free trial, you can enjoy unlimited listening to the Plus catalogue, which has thousands of Audible originals, podcasts, and select audio books. After your free trial, it's just £7.99 a month. You'll get one audiobook each month and continue to have unlimited access to the Plus catalogue. Now, that sounds great, Harry. It also works on mobile devices, renews automatically, and you can cancel easily at Anytime. To get a free audiobook on us and a 30 day free Audible trial, just click on our exclusive link in the episode description. Welcome back to The Gavel and the Gabble. It's me, Harry. I'm based at Windsor Auctions and I'm joined by. It's me, Lime Bay Auctions Finest. It's me. Shut up. Shut up. <laughs> My turn. Shut up. It's <laughs> Hello, Harry. It's me, Simon from Devon, where I can't believe it. It's raining. I'm not happy about it. I don't know why I give a weather bulletin on a podcast. It's not really necessary, is it? Mate, it's your thing. And you're very proud of the county that you reside in. I've adopted. Yeah, they haven't adopted me yet. And apparently nope, they I'm never aware will. of that. Still referred yep. to as a blow-in after all these years. Incomer. Incomer. Yeah, as an incomer. Apparently, you can never really become a local in Devon. You can just become a longer-stayed incomer. Nice. As far as it gets. But that's fine by me. It's a lovely place to be. It is beautiful. How are you? I am very well, my friend. I am very well. We are... Well... I would say we are getting used to having an auction dog. Never had an auction dog before. Windsor's always had an auction dog, hasn't it? It has, yeah. My recollection. We've always had a a Windsor dog, an auction dog, and we are just getting used to having a puppy, Pablo, as you well know, in the auction house. Got to say, a little bit challenging at times. How so, Simon? How so? Well, I have managed to teach him the square root of nothing so far, but apparently he's taught himself a fun game of fetching lotting stickers from the sale room and bringing them back to me. Oh, cool. So he's peeling them off items, furniture. Well, on on certain items, if they're a bit more delicate and we don't want to stick labels on them, we have them on nice little tags. So, of course. So there's a little tag and there's the lotting and it and it little dangles down, which he finds incredibly amusing to jump up until he gets his teeth into them, rip them off of the piece of furniture or whatever it is, and then return them to me, which I can, mm, I can assure you is not helpful. I think it's very lucky that you have such a diligent team member. <laughs> so apart from the peeing in the office... That's that needs to stop. I am talking about Pablo, by the way. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I'm aware of the fact that, yeah. Just in case. However, I'm being a bit hard on Pablo now. The peeing in the office, the fetching the lot in stickers, not great. Turns out he's a magnificent negotiator. Well, I I was um, carrying him around the auction house when I was down there last week. And I have to say, you get a lot more attention and a lot more people are a lot more sort of pliable to my will when I'm yes. dangling a small Pablo puppy in front of them. Exactly. So last week we had a very nice lady brought some uh, gold and silver in, but she was very, very adamant about some very high reserves. 
and I put Pablo on the front desk, at which point she went all mushy and, oh, and I said, right, Pablo, um, Mrs. Shelby wants uh, £300 on this silver. What's that, Pablo? Mm, Pablo thinks it's more like 100 <laughs> Oh, okay. That's absolutely right. So he's a better negotiator than I. That's annoying. We may have to stop recording this podcast, dear listener. It seems like my business partner's having a breakdown <laughs> and he's talking to the dog. <laughs> Can I just tell you, because we talk about Pablo every episode now. Can I just tell you that Simon has gone from not liking a dog, but this podcast is actually being recorded Said puppy is asleep on his lap with his head on his desk, literally snoring. So if you can hear any snoring, it's a small cocker spaniel. (laughs) Harry, I don't know what you've done to me, right? Uh, We're all aware from the previous podcast that this was not my idea. This was your idea. And now... I am sat here doing a podcast with that going on. (laughs) Dear listener, I'm sure David will clip this up. Literally, the dog is fast asleep, half on and half off a desk. Right, come on, tell me where else you got going. Let's have some non-dog anecdotes. Some non-dog anecdotes. I I only know about the dog this week. That's all I've got, really. Um, We've had some nice items in. We've had some nice items into the auction house. Well, We've had some nice items in. I'm being tortured as an auctioneer. So a very nice gentleman came in this week and he had a big box of stuff. And uh, unfortunately, a lifelong friend of his had passed away and the probate needed to be done for these items. And he said, can I leave these with you? Uh, could you do a probate, send it off to the solicitors, copy me in? And uh, and I said, okay, and what's going to happen after? He said, we don't know yet. There's an estranged family. It's all being looked into. Usual story. The items will either be divided up amongst the benefactors or, as I suspect, they'll be sold at auction, in which case we'll sell them through your good selves, and the money divided among the beneficiaries. Pretty standard stuff. I set to work, Harry, valuing some rather nice gold, rather nice jewellery, some nice diamonds, diamond bracelet, which was all absolutely lovely. And I'm thinking, I do hope this comes to auction. But, you know, que sera, sera. If it does, it does. If it doesn't, it doesn't. At the very bottom of the box was a lovely green box. What do you think it had written on it, Harry? I'm thinking Rolex. You're... I'm hoping Rolex. Too good. Too good, Harry. Of course, a leather, dark green, gold writing. And I'm thinking, is it a Rolex? Because you never know, do you? You could open no. it up and it's a string of tutti pearls or something like that. Open it up and there is a beautiful, unworn, stainless steel Rolex watch. And what was particularly fascinating about this one is, and I've not seen, well, no, I've not seen one before, is it had an emerald green dial. And it was, it's stunning. It's absolutely stunning. Now, I've done a bit of research. I've looked them up. <gasps> they seem to be rare as hen's teeth. So it's got the green dial. And it, did you say it had a diamond bezel? No, sorry. It doesn't have a diamond. It had a sta- it's got a stainless. So it's like the Kermit. Yes, it is. But it's definitely different to that as well. I oh, am right. struggling to find another one. And this it's got all the paperwork it's got the attestation it's got the box the box is in great condition which all counts yeah and yeah. the watch i swear to goodness i it doesn't look like it's been worn it is absolutely mint 
Tell me about the torturing. We have no idea whether we're going to get it for auction. <laughs> we have absolutely no idea. And the torture goes on. I've spoken to the solicitors. They're saying, well, we've got to speak to the family. The family were all estranged. They didn't speak. Um, and so so there's every chance it might go to a member of the family. And, of course, that's <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> not, of course, that's fine, putting my professional head on. But at the same time, from a purely auctioneering perspective, oh, my word, I would love to have that. So it's currently, Harry, this beautiful Rolex. It's not on my wrist. It is sat in the safe under lock and key as we wait to find out whether or not Lime Bay Auctions will be able to bring this magnificent Rolex watch to auction. So I'm being tortured nice. on all fronts, Harry. Tortured. You poor thing. Um, I'm going to give an update on uh, my two charity auctions, if you can bear that. You have been very, very good this weekend, Harry. Giving up your time. I've you been have. a good boy giving up my time, yes. Um, so on, um, I have, but do you know what? It's uh, one good for the ego, I mean, soul. And um, <laughs> um, so on um, Friday night, I was at Ascot uh, Golf Course, Royal Ascot Golf Course, they wanted me to say, and we were doing uh, BNI Ascot. Now, friend of the pod, uh, Michael Hawkins, uh, Home Care Removals, had organised organizes their charity golf day every year. We did it last year. And we're doing this year their auction. And this year, the charity was a parenting uh, special children. Great cause, local uh, local charity. They help over two, I think it's about two and a half thousand families. Uh, really? So they've got big, you know, big responsibilities. Any case, I tell you what, it was quite warm down here on Friday. And um, so they teed off, I don't know, about one o'clock. I turned up at, well, I got a frantic phone call. They they wanted me at 7.30. And uh, then they suddenly panicked because they were coming in quicker. So mm -hmm. we started the auction, I don't know, about quarter to seven or whatever. And we're not far away, so I was there in time. Yeah, golf days. Beer and heat leads to good bidding. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful combination. Not a lot of effort required from the auctioneer. Hurrah for that! No, uh, so I did my usual thing. What was nice about it was because they were a fun bunch, and quite a few of them had a couple of beers and all the rest of it. They didn't all sit on their hands. They bid. They made thousands of pounds for the charity. Wonderful. Uh, but one of the items, and I love a bit of interaction, and I don't mind a bit of heckling as well, if as long as they're bidding, was a tandem skydive. Now we have made <laughs> no secret on the pod is that uh, I'm quite a large human. <laughs> and uh, the uh, general consensus in the room, in humorous fashion, was how big would the plane have to be, or how All big the would the bloke, how big would the bloke have to be who tandemed with me? So, are we talking massive plane, right? <laughs> Teeny tiny skydiver, massive parachute. We're not quite sure the various permutations that were shouted out. <laughs> <laughs> from the room and uh, on a table there were, I don't know a hundred people whatever there the, on the table near me was a massive lad who's obviously very much into his keep fit and bodybuilding and he looked at me and went even I couldn't get you off the ground to get you onto the plane to get you. I just wouldn't work <laughs> um, but yeah oh, uh, a lovely guy uh, Merrick I'll give him a shout out he bought that for hundreds and hundreds of pounds He's going to chuck himself out of a plane. And the Good nice man. thing I think about it is 
he's going to do it for the charity that were there on the day. He said, I'll do it, but I'm going to tap everybody up here for a 10 or a 5 so, or whatever. So he paid for the tandem so he jump paid and for then the he's going to be sponsored then, to yeah, do the Yeah, then he's going to get then he's going to oh, get what sponsored. What a top man. What a top man. What's his name? Uh Merrick. He's Merrick. a nice a nice top guy. Job, Merrick. Yeah, is, I was I fantastic. was very impressed by that. So he's going to chuck himself out of a plane. So he was good. Then last night, so that was good. And then last night uh, I was at Windsor Guildhall uh, for the Embrace Me Foundation, and it's their first gala dinner. Um, and they're going to have another one in September, October, which we will publicise. And there's some big company sponsors come on board that couldn't get there in time for this one. Uh, they've got Mercedes and all sorts of people coming on. And they had some they had some great um, auction uh, items. A big shout out to the team, catering team at Windsor Guildhall, because it was hot last night in there and they managed to feed everybody, keep it all going and all the rest of it in what I would suggest were quite tough catering conditions. Nice room, great bunch of people. There was Ukrainian uh, opera singers and pianists and some poetry and very different vibe, but a really, really lovely evening. And they have the Embrace Me Foundation have currently sent 100 fully stocked ambulances to ukraine uh, for humanitarian aid um and so they were aiming to raise about twenty-five thousand for two more i think it's about twenty-five thousand pounds gets them two ambulances fully kitted however they buy them i didn't ask so they were after that and so people so brian may had donated a guitar signed guitar that sold for i don't know three four three thousand pounds i think there were holidays to marrakesh there was a uh, valencia there was listening two nights in um, uh, Venice, listening to opera, and all these things are without flights and all the rest of it. People paying fifteen hundred pounds um, for that. There was um, Usek, Alexandra Usek. You know your boxers, don't you? Mm-hmm. Uh, a Ukrainian boxer had donated a pair of boxing gloves. Oh wow! And so they went for six, seven hundred pounds. Ferrari had donated so if you buy the latest ferrari they'll take you to the festival of speed at goodwood speed. on yeah. them and look after you all day and treat you and ferrari hospitality which i'm pretty sure is going to be pretty special and somebody had donated to do with all of that had donated uh, two passes for next weekend so that went wow. for well over a thousand pounds so there was some amazing stuff but what a room i have to say that when i got there they hadn't really grasped the fact that we were going to tap them up for a lot of money So I reverted to type and did a lot of running around the room and making an absolute fool of myself in order to get people uh, excited, even threatening to sit on a retired MP's knee if he didn't bid at one point. So I was just, I tried everything. Is that actually a threat to an MP? Uh, Well, well, there you go. Who knows? Um, So yeah, there was a lot of that. Um, but yeah, massive thanks, uh, massive thanks. One because they invited us to do the auction. I'm, I'm chuffed that they yeah. did. Uh, Linda Young, who was the organizer and the Embrace uh, Me Foundation. Yeah, I've I've tweeted about it and Instagrammed about it on our Gavel uh, and the Gavel pages, etc. And there's a link for a donation. So they're just a little bit shy of their um, their target for the two ambulances. So if anybody feels like, you know, I, I appreciate times are tough. I really do appreciate times are tough. But if you can drop a fiver in the bucket, so to speak, the links are uh, on all our socials. 
So, um, yeah, give the, uh, just follow the bit that says donation and they'd be chuffed. Fantastic. Wonderful. Uh, so, yeah, so that was my, so I was being good. Other than that, we cleared a house every day last week. Every day. Every single day. Um, so that was uh, interesting. However, I keep using the word interesting. Apparently, they're going to start um, bingo every time I say it in the office, in the, on the pod. What I would say was we are trying to save stuff or from landfill as we keep banging on about. But the quality of items was not high. Right. And it's becoming increasingly difficult. What we've talked about off air is furniture recycling businesses and people like that need to get in touch with house clearance companies and talk to us about how we can assist them uh, in moving things around the market. Because if you guys can take some of this stuff on, which isn't saleable currently, and turn it into something that is either charitable status or can be used for a good cause, mm. we're all in because we've got to find more solutions. Um, so, yeah, no, that, that's that's something we're actively looking at because we don't want to throw it away. But there are, there are finite resources with going to storage for all house clearance companies. I've been talking to the ones who sell through us as well, and we're all experiencing the same issue at the moment. So if anybody's got – I know, I keep getting serious, don't I? I don't know why I got serious last night. I was making an <laughs> idiot myself. There you go. We just want to take this opportunity to thank the sponsor of this week's episode of The Gabble and the Gabble, which is Audible. They're offering listeners to The Gabble and the Gabble one free audiobook as part of a 30-day free trial through our exclusive link in the show notes. And if you can't choose which free audiobook to get, I recommend, and for those of our listeners who uh, obviously you've got an interest in antiques, why don't you get What Am I Bid by Philip Serrell? Those regular listens will know all about my uh, adoration of Mr. Serrell. Well, that sounds great, Harry. And if you fancy something different, Audible has the world's largest selection of audio books, including bestsellers, new releases, sci-fi, romances, mysteries, classics, and much, much more. You can get a 30-day free trial, including an Audible audiobook on us that's yours to keep, even if you cancel. Regular price, £7.99 a month, or renews automatically, and you can easily cancel at any time. Find the link in the description. Now, uh, you recently had a vinyl sale. We did. Tell me about that. Yeah. Do you know what? It was a timed online sale of vinyl, mostly 60s, 70s, 80s, punk, rock and roll, you know, the, 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 the right genre. And it was an interesting one. So we had it up for 10 days, Harry. The sweet spot for a timed auction, apparently. According to the ATG, and we take their statistics very seriously because they are constantly monitoring the market for us and doing a great job. 10 days, the auction was up. Got to say, by day nine, having a little bit of a panic. Oh, right. Bidding was low. Numbers were low. But then... We finish the auction. It starts closing seven o'clock on the Sunday and they went ballistic, thankfully. <laughs> I'm very glad to say. And what was interesting, actually, was the amount of overseas bidders on a vinyl timed auction. A lot of bidding from America. Oh, right. And a lot of heavy bidding. for. By heavy, I mean big prices. I had a lot of our record traders coming in buying one or two lots and saying, well, you know, I, I couldn't touch the prices. And I didn't want to tell them, I'm afraid it was our over-the-pond colleagues that were outbidding you. 
And I learned a little bit as well, which is always good. And I didn't realise, and well, sorry, this is what I've been told. I don't know if you've heard this as well, Harry. Apparently, and I was wondering, why are the Americans jumping on all of this final? Why are they so interested? So I was asking a few questions. Turns out, allegedly, the quality of the vinyl, the quality of the sleeves, the quality of the not artwork, but the quality of the printing of the artwork from the UK market pressings compared to the American market pressings is far higher in the UK. Such that that the quality of the actual vinyl itself is better and therefore lasts longer. And apparently the quality of the sleeves and things like that and a lot of the pressings and a lot of the records is higher quality here, is more cardboard-like, less, better quality Ah, over there. Who knew? Now, uh, don't get me wrong. This is what one guy said. Well, the reason you're getting a lot of bidding from America is this. And he said, I've got American pressings and UK pressings. Uh, If you hold them up, they look identical. I can tell you straight away which one's a UK pressing and which one's an American pressing because of the quality of the vinyl and the sleeve and all the rest of it. Had no idea. Do you know what? Pardon my ignorance. I thought you were going to say it was something like the current exchange rate or something that meant that, you know, because we see a lot of that in market sensitivity, don't we? We see people switching around the world, buying things from different countries because they get a better rate and therefore it's cheaper and they can make a margin. Um, Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, I'm I'm sure that is the case then. Why would anybody tell you differently? May well be. So, And we do now have a massive job shipping... Um, yeah, do you know what? I wasn't um, that nice fellow we interviewed, whose name escapes me. I feel really bad now. Is he doing all that for you? Uh, Jamie. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's doing all of that sort Jamie, of Jamie, just get on it. Take care. Jamie, of it. Jamie's coming on the pod in the next couple of weeks. So looking forward to that. And he is a mine of information where vinyl, collecting vinyl, selling vinyl is concerned. So he will be sharing his fabulous in depth knowledge about the whole vinyl market, the vinyl scene. He's often asked to go on uh, BBC Radio Devon and other local radio stations. If anything vinyl comes up, he is the Southwest's go-to guy, and he's going to be on the pod in the next couple of weeks, and we're looking forward to having him on. I'm looking for, I'm really looking forward to that, although I do have a briefing note from producer Dave that he has a trigger word. Yes. If I mention a particular songstress. If you mention a particular songstress. <laughs> let's not use her name yet, and let's just slip it into the conversation and see what happens. Yeah, let's keep it, let's keep it in abeyance. I, I know Jamie very well now, and he's an absolutely lovely guy, an absolute gem. However... He does have a little blue touch paper that if you light it by mentioning this particular songstress, who is, to say the very least, not a fan, interesting things happen. Looking forward to, I'm looking forward to mentioning her name then. That'd be great. To, let's, towards the end, we need to get a podcast out of him, um, but towards the end. And yeah, very entertaining. He's not shy in coming forward. Oh, talking of talking of people who are coming up on the pod, um, we have had uh, a yes from Paul Martin of Flog It fame and other TV shows is joining us. Wow, excellent. So uh, we'll, um, yeah, so messaged him. He's come back to us. Yeah, several of the others uh, who we're trying to book who say yes. Oh, that is tricky, isn't it? 
They are so busy, these people. They are so busy. Busy, busy people. Busy, busy people. But we'll uh, we'll nail them down eventually. What good stuff have you got coming in, Harry? Tell us a little bit about Windsor with all these magnificent house clearances. We, well, yeah, as I said last week, we did a house a day, absolutely no uh, quality. We've got a large selection of designer handbags, expensive designer handbags coming up. Uh, Hopefully we'll have them processed and done for the end of this month. So Chanel and those sort of things. Uh, So that was nice to saw those uh, at the very end of last week. We have a continuing on our theme. As you know, we sell quite a lot of jewellery. We have quite a substantial jewellery consignment coming down from London, so that'd be nice. I think we're 80 to 120 pieces. Oh, wow. So that's across the board. It's rings, it's bracelets, all sorts of bits and pieces. So that's I'm looking forward to that. So that's a new client uh, who's consigning part of – they sort of collect and buy and sell a few bits. Uh, so that will uh, go into the mix. We will obviously have the items from our um, TV people who are coming, So we, but we won't be able to tell you which one those items are. And we've got a disproportionate amount of furniture as ever. So I think we're currently at 250 lots. We've got everything from Chesterfield sofas, club chairs, down to pine kitchen suites and those sorts of things. But I'm not holding out much hope, having had the dramas with dresses that we had in Lime Bay, didn't we? We couldn't get rid of a pine dresser for £10 no. because the market's all over the place. I mean, I thought you could buy it for £10, paint it and make 20 but apparently you can't at the moment. So, yeah, lots of furniture, some jewellery. I've seen quite a bit of art, mm. but I don't know whether that's going to come to market this side of September. So I've seen quite a bit of art. We've got a small military military collection. So we've got everything from trench shovels to some medals. Oh, I tell you what I did see. Uh, there is in the sale. A beautiful, and I mean, I, they are beautiful, a beautiful pair of Charles Horner enamel and silver hat pins but they're the long habit they are absolutely stunning yeah it was very funny because the lady who can sign them uh, along with a number of other bits and pieces said oh you know you you seem to really like these but i would have thought you're more into furniture i said well that's a bit fattest isn't it I'm terribly sorry, you're a large person, therefore you can only sell oak stuff. You can only sell big stuff, right. Big stuff. Uh, I have I have to tell, um, I do have to tell you one thing though. I have been offered, and we don't take them because we can't sell them. I must have been offered 10 corner cabinets in the last, oh, oh. In the last week. All oh, in that, repro- all that reproduction, 19. Yeah. And I don't know what to tell people. Oh, but you've got to find another. Either keep them or find another use because they're just. Don't. I think I, I think I found four. Uh, saw at least four or five last week. Lovely, lovely reproduction corner cabinets. Not lovely, madam. It's going to the tip. And um, I will. T- I will say something. And I think this probably every auctioneer or and guy who goes out to uh, to quote for house clearances will laugh at this. I know that you paid an awful lot for your TV cabinet. <laughs> And I know... Ooh, is it a nice glass one, a smoky and glass And I know one? it costs a fortune and it is top of the range. You're getting rid of it because you're wall-mounting your TV, which is what everybody else is doing. <laughs> so, no, I can't sell it for what you paid for it. Because no. nobody wants them. Because they're all going on the wall. Please stop. Please stop. A plea from the trenches. Plea from the trenches. No more corner cabinets. No more reproduction dining room tables and chairs. 
and no more TV cabinets. Uh, I mean, I, just stop we, it. We at Lime Bay and at Windsor support all our local charities, and I can't tell you how much they laugh when, um, oh, yeah, when we try and say, how about that corner cap? Don't be ridiculous, Simon. You, why Why is it here? We, we don't want it. We don't want it. In fact, <laughs> had a nice lady phone us, um, asked me to come and look at a load of furniture last week. Fortunately, Joanna did a sterling job at qualifying said appointment because it was a little way away. You know, what do you want him to look at? Where does he need to be? Quite a long way away. Let's just double check. Have you done anything with this furniture? Yeah, yeah. I've had um, three charities round, including the Red Cross, and they don't want any of it. But apparently I'm supposed to sell it for her and make her a fortune. A picky bunch, that Red Cross. (laughs) (laughs) Bless them. Bless them. Yeah. I tell you what we have found, though. Let's test your auctioneering. Um, We've been recording for nearly half an hour. Is your dog dead? Is it not woken up yet? Oh, my life. It's still asleep, dear listener. Oh, hello. Oh, it's sort of asleep. He's not happy that I've woken him up. No, sorry about that, Pablo. He's not sorry, Carry on. Back back to sleep, Pabs. That's a good boy. There you go. Yeah. Hate dogs. Um, Look at it. Look at this stupid animal. Look at him. Oh, it's, I, I give up. Come on, just carry a, on. Come on. Just Producer David club. will be sending us notes again. Yeah, he will be, yeah. They won't be nice ones either. <laughs> Big Dangerous Dave, the producer, he's always on our case. Love him to bits. We found at a house clearance uh, this week, and Mark, our valuer, picked them out. We actually took these out of their frames, and we've got some Chinese silks. Hmm. And we've got a set of three. Each He's one. doubling down, listener. He's doubling down after last week's episode. Chinese silks. So we're on silk, hand-painted, and then over-embroidered. Oh, now they yeah. do sound nice. They sa- And so they're classic chinese So we've got uh, branches and birds. Now, what I also think is there's a good bit of age with these, and fortunately, they've not been hung somewhere in direct sunlight. Uh, they've not, they've probably, they're a little bit, they've been a little bit damp. So they're a little bit puckered. But actually, as we've brought them into the auction house and into the office, they're drying out and they're flattening out beautifully. So those are coming up to auction at the end of the month. I know Mark, our valuer, is quite excited about them. We've taken them out of their 1970s tootie frames and they actually look, that was his idea, great idea because they look so much better now. The colours are are vibrant and are are shining through. The needlework is is magnificent. My God, I've changed. (laughs) And they are coming up to auction at the end of July and I'm really interested to see what they do because the workmanship that's gone into these is really quite stunning and they seem to have managed the test of time if you know what I mean so often if you see these things you know they're foxed they're damp they're moldy they're bleached these are cracking absolutely beautiful examples so we're chuffed to have found those and that was in a house clearance and they were stashed in a box in the loft so could turn out to be a nice little find I don't think they're I don't think we should buy a yacht yet, Harry, but... Uh, the notion of a yacht, no, thank you. Um, i tell you what we have, and What's I haven't mentioned it. So, I, no. I oh. thought we were getting a gym palace when all this works out, when this podcast goes gym, crazy. Gym, G-Y-M. That's all I'm about now, mate, It's the gym. Oh, get over yourself. 
All right, Joe Wicks of the auction world. Let's get on with it. Oh, can you imagine? Can you imagine? Your daily workout with Harry Ballin. How many Krispy Kreme donuts you can lift. Um, <laughs> the, um, if they'd like to sponsor an episode, feel free. Uh, send send a couple of boxes over. The <laughs> um, the Polly Pocket episode we did last week. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, the had a chap come in about two days after it went out with a load of 1970s action men. Oh, right. Yeah. Um, which always do quite well. I mean, we did sell one action man alone for 760, one of the Lancers. It was quite a rare model. But um, yeah, so they're, they're coming in. I mean, Windsor, we special, we do try and get as broad a catalogue as we possibly can. But yeah, that I like I like the toys at the moment. They seem to be something that people are are interested in, don't they? Yeah, and this, and and I wonder whether or not actually auction houses in the future. I mean, you certainly see this in America a lot. That you know there are auction houses specialising just in toys and collectibles, like Pokemon cards. This is where you and I are going to become the Luddites of the industry, isn't it? Because I'm not going to understand. I don't. My children, my boys are trying to teach me about Pokemon cards. Oh, my goodness. That's what's a Cherizar. I've no, it's no, it's a made up oh, word. Oh, you I'm not really playing. have changed. Stop, stop, stop. Where's my friend Simon? Bring him back. He likes dogs and oh. he's learning the characters out of Pokemon. Now, <laughs> uh, on a lighter note, producer David would like our listener to make sure they vote for us and the link will be in the episode description do you know about this simon i don't think you may have got this note what no what note is this i think i sent you a message about it privately the british podcast awards in september oh come on no yeah 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 no uh so we're going to vote we are asking our listener to vote for us in the listener's choice section we know we cannot win we're up against <laughs> huge podcasts. Oh, however, Mr. however, we would like the antique world to have a bit of a showing to show that we're out there and people are uh, chatting about what we do for a living. And as one of the sort of the, the main antique type podcasts out there, uh, which we are at the moment, could you give us a vote? So the listeners' choice award link in the bio. <laughs> you absolute plum. Do you know what? I mean, it's just needy beyond belief. I was laughing. I was laughing when somebody sent me the link um, and said, oh, I've just voted for you in this. This is how all this started. (laughs) They went on. What are we at? Three? They went on. They heard on a a really popular podcast with hundreds of thousands of listeners. They went on that and they were saying, oh, vote for us in this. So they went to, to vote on it. And there's a joke. This is what they said. They typed in the gavel and the gavel, and it came up because you can vote for anybody. So they went, <laughs> well, I'm going to vote for them then. So voted for us and then sent me a link saying your vote has been counted. And I was like, what? <laughs> well, there's one. So we're up and running. Uh, I believe that uh, I don't have a huge family, but I believe we may have two, three votes. Well, uh, Susie, uh, Susie, Susie got the link on her phone, my wife, and she went, oh, that's, I didn't know that was on. I'll vote for table manners. <laughs> I mean, it's a good job I don't have low self-esteem, isn't it, really? Did she really? Yeah, yeah, she loves table manners, <laughs> listens to it all the time, walks around the house with her headphones on, ignoring me and the boys and Pablo, listening to table manners. So, yeah, she's got her vote in. Well done, David, for sending that link to Susie. <laughs> 
I don't think... another vote we didn't get. Well done, table manners, we should say. Congratulations on all the voting. <laughs> well, on that high self-esteem note, mate, I think we should leave it there. I think we should leave it there. Um, more guests will be uh, coming our way very shortly. Yeah, we uh, we haven't had any interviews for a while, have we, mate? And we are genuinely, we're trying so to book them in. we're going to remedy that. Um, and we are on it. And do email us, thegavelandthegabble at gmail.com, thegavelandthegabble at gmail.com. Email us with your uh, suggestions of people you'd like us to interview or if you'd like to appear yourself, do uh, email us and we'll get in touch. Yeah. If you've got something, good point, Harry. If you've got something interesting or you want to share um, your business ideas or you want think that we've got something that would dovetail nicely into the gavel and the gabble and that our listener might want to hear about, do give us, drop us a line. We'd love to hear from you and we'd love to get you on the podcast. So Dangerous Big Dave wants us to ask you to like, subscribe, comment leave five stars send us a postcard recommend us to your granny i don't know. ideally your granny <laughs> ideally your granny yeah. if they're downsizing and want to sell a few things that's all right <laughs> <laughs> oh dear covering myself with shame now take care see you soon mate cheers buddy <laughs>